the twilight of the gods' nears. Brother will kill brother. Families will be sundered by murder. Four ages are afoot. An axe age, a sword age, where shields are cloven. A wind age, a wolf age, where the world falls. No one shall be spared. Welcome to Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion RPG podcast. Prepare for adventure. This is Jim with Ragnarok and Roll. We're starting the next story with our, our characters, which is A Thing by Any Other Name. We're now beginning chapter one, but first we're going to cover what everyone did with the experience from the last story. I spent ten for epic appearance, one and took the associated knack of game face and I also took an ability score of one for survival and I will be holding on to two points. I spent seven points to get to become a marksmanship four. I am saving my experience points, though I still have fifteen to increase my legend later sometime, eventually. Okay, um, Trixie has uh, spent eight for the uh, two-point spell Bona Fortuna, at the, um, and so I still have seven points left to spend, but I'm possibly reviewing spending the others on either an attribute or actually more likely an ability at this point. But I'm basically <laughs> holding on to the other seven. Okay, Bryn, um, I spent uh, three on Animal Ken and three on craft. So I have the beginnings of both of those. I spent six and I've got nine out of 15 left. Alrighty, to help set the stage, uh, last we left you guys were being picked up by a limo and you're taken to the hotel protocol. So pretty much as we open, you guys are a little dirty, a little wet, a little smelly from your fishing trip. As you guys pull up in front of the luxurious, luxurious hotel portal call, you notice, uh, Thora notices something right off the bat as you pull up. There's a very large burly gentleman with bright red hair at the entrance of the hotel waiting for you guys. Oh, that would be Dad. I recognize him. <laughs> Pretty much as soon as the, the car stops and the door opens, as soon as Thora steps out, he comes out and gives her a huge big hug. And I give it right back. Picking her up off the feet and go, my, you smell of the ocean and fishing. I've been fishing. <laughs> yeah. That's my girl. <laughs> you know it. And he kind of gives everybody else a kind of glance and tries to smile. Uh, so, uh, father has got a meeting going on down in the meeting room. Uh, if you follow me and, uh, this little gentleman here. And he points over to a gentleman whose name is Stephen, and he introduced some stuff. He's got a little name badge with his hotel uniform on. Stephen Skarsgård. Skarsgård. <laughs> and he's a nice looking gentleman. He's actually fairly attractive, blonde, blue eyes. And he kind of smiles all of you and says, Thank you. Thank you for coming to the protocol. We are actually quite welcome to have your entire family of the Northmen here. 
Uh, I am a special liaison for the hotel and your family reunion. If there's anything you need, please just ask, and I will make sure it's provided for you. Uh, your uh, grandfather is a great customer of ours, and we'd like to make sure you guys feel very welcome. Very uh, happy to help you with anything we can do for you, as well as uh, he kind of looks at your dirty clothes and some of the tactical gear some of you guys are carrying. We can provide laundry services and uh, hotel safes if, if needed. <laughs> can you open a credit line in the boutique there? Uh, of course, of course, of course. Just, just come on to the concierge desk and, and we can set you up with anything that you need. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, pretty much what he's trying to do, his spiel and, and work with you. Thor still has Thora in one arm and a big hug. <laughs> and he's like, shh. I don't go away, little man. I must take my daughter to see her grandfather. And he kind of like pushes right past him. <laughs> he kind of looks back after he's gone past the automatic, automatic doors and looks at all of you guys. Are you coming? Yes. <laughs> to be grants? Sure. Sure. I'm down with that. Okay, so basically he tells you guys that uh, we're in the meet. We've, we've booked the entire meeting room facility. It's something called the Cyndia. It's strange name that these, these mortals give the meeting room. And uh, the... Father has booked uh, 22 rooms for the, each of us. So you have your own rooms. And uh, so, uh, only thing you have to do is just say, try to keep the the noise down. <laughs> There's been some issues with noise, apparently. I don't know what they're about, but they have an amazing buffet for breakfast. That's all I have to say. <laughs> if Thor says it's an amazing buffet, it's an amazing buffet. <laughs> and uh, so, all of a sudden, he takes you in the elevator, and you go down to the meeting room, the uh, Cyndia. And... Uh, you notice there's some pictures on the walls that kind of, now uh, for Trixie, she kind of recognizes since she's a local. She kind of knows mm-hmm. just a bit of the stories going on about it. It's it's basically about a shipwreck that happened offshore. Almost really 100 famous. years ago. Is that the name of the ship? The that, that was the name yes. of the, the ship that sunk. And, and, and as soon as, you know, Thora starts to look at the picture, your dad's still kind of half having you on one shoulder and still holding you up, just walks right past. <laughs> and uh, he kinda, you come up to what looks like would have been a meeting room that could be partitioned into multiple meeting rooms. Uh-huh. And you see this big banner saying, Northman Party. Welcome to the Port of Call. Emphasis on party. <laughs> so, uh, and you notice that each of the doors to it have uh, basically been barred. And they're set up to use one door only at the far end for it. Gotcha. Okay, so as you guys get to the hotel to, to the hotel meeting room, uh, you pretty much hear a loud booming voice as as Thor's getting close to the door. We must ensure that the twilight does not set on Asgard by any means. And just at that point, Thor raps on the door. Twilight is in Twilight of the Gods. Yeah. And all of a sudden you hear some chairs <laughs> shuffling around inside there and Thor punches a little code on the access panel. Door unlocks. He opens it up, and you—you kind of notice that code was your birthday. Yeah, how cool is that? That's sweet. And uh, the door opens up, and you see five gentlemen sitting around a nice little take conference table. It's got the conference table speakers, and then a very olderish gentleman, but with well-cut hair and a, a suit. With an eye patch that's really got nice decorative Celtic knotwork on it, and Scandinavian uh, knotwork. And he happens to have two large dogs with uh, worker dog Ah. uh, handles on the back of the dogs' backs. Service animals. And he's basically pointing a laser pointer at this PowerPoint. 
which has got some different things going on. As soon as he sees you guys, though, he hits the PowerPoint and turns it, he hits the wand button and turns off the PowerPoint. <clears throat> what do you guys do? Do we see anything before? You each off? see one of your parents sitting at the conference table. Hiya, Pops! One of us. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Okay. All your dads nod back. Like, Vidar, in Vidar's case, it doesn't make a sound. It's just kind of like... Dad winks. <laughs> your, your, your dad kind of winks, does a little giggle. Uller does this... He's got this look like he doesn't feel comfortable here for some reason. You even notice he's wearing... He has actually a sweater on. And, 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 you know, all of a sudden... uh, My dad. It's just fine. (laughs) Thor basically says, Oh, Father, the the children have arrived. Odin kind of glowers with one eye on each of you and basically tells them, We shall adjourn the meeting for the moment to spend some time with your children. And he basically goes back to, he's petting the wolves. You notice he goes over to the, the, there's a little food table. He grabs himself two sandwiches and basically gives them to the dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so while each of you guys get a chance to talk to your parents. Okay, I go over to New York and, uh... Who's, by the way, rocking a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, flip-flops. Yeah, he's yep, dressed yep. in. It's, uh, Thor he's got is, a Thor's currently got cargo pants. Shirt on. Looks like construction boots and a tank top. So, uh, I should... <laughs> okay, go ahead and give me a larceny roll. <laughs> You're gonna pick my dad's pocket? You're gonna try. <laughs> my dad is watching. Hello! So, am I gonna tell and dad... And do I get an extra dice shot? for just the... Uh, you can. I mean, what... You balls, Pretty much all of your parents are breaking up to go talk to you. <laughs> I mean, he's right next to me. Do I get an extra dice for just your I, balls? I'll give you an extra dice for stuntery. Just for sheer balls. Oh, that's a really good roll. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so you pick his pocket. He's a god, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and meanwhile, your dad, he's just talking to you, and he's... he's not uh-huh. noticing. If he doesn't notice, he's ignoring it. Or he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. And, and your dad kind of winks and, you know, gives you the gesture to put it back. <laughs> I put it back. <laughs> back. Okay. Just your balls, man. Come on. I just picked Thor's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he probably let you. <laughs> okay, so, uh,. Trevor, anything you want to say to your parent, to Uller? He's like, the beach. Do I look like I like to go to the beach? And he just kind of looks across the room over to where, to where Trixie and Loki are. Do I look like I enjoy the beach? <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden Loki's patting Trixie on the back saying, oh, I love the new outfit. And he looks back and goes... Hush, Huntsman. Your only request was that I that I pick somewhere that you could ski. And you know what? I provided you with just that. I even signed you up for a water skiing competition. <laughs> <laughs> and just then Nord just you know, Nord's talking to you and he just looks over at the Uller, like, you know, some you know, someone who doesn't quite like him. And just goes, Yes, Huntsman. I look forward to seeing your skills on my seas. <laughs> your father uh, surfs up, fella. Took Nord's wife. Yeah, you 
you and, guys and, have a they, you're dead and he have a history and, and the gods yeah, all seem to be have some good natured yeah. you know laughs yeah, yeah. it looks like a bunch of folks at a bar having a good time and then all of a sudden Thor just punches you in the shoulder Thora yeah, like, yeah. and go <laughs> and, and I just want to look forward to seeing the beach bunnies and the fishing boats <laughs> <laughs> well I kind of had my fill of the fishing boats right now no I kind of did the fish was this big <laughs> and it did yeah. not so get away we start telling them all I start telling them all about our fishing trip <laughs> he, pretty, he pretty much you know calms you down because he looks over at Odin and Odin's kind of glowering at everybody because you notice he's he doesn't have a child sitting there at the moment oh, technically yes. he does yeah. well, she, not, she did not join not the party not here no no well, uh, no no I'm talking about <laughs> he's leaving glowering more because he's I know, yeah. Life it hurts. Well, uh, Thor gives you another big, bear, burly bear hug, Thora, and then he kind of gives you the look and looks, looks looks at all of you guys and and your parents and goes, For now, let us grab some sustenance and resume the thing. Vidar and father are glowering again. <laughs> so, of course, Thor goes up and grabs himself like two trays and then he looks like, Would you like something? Yeah, I, I'll get, I'll, you know, there's a hoagie over there with me. I'll, I'll go have a hoagie. And uh, pretty much they, they pull, you know, a chair out for you guys to sit down, you know, so you guys can join in the conference, in, uh-huh. into the thing, which, by the way, is, is Scandinavian for meeting. <laughs> okay, and Odin uh, then proceeds to turn on PowerPoint. Looks like just, looks like a classical North, Norse mythology creation story going all through Ragnarok, but just with no sound. And uh, Odin looks down at all of you because he, he makes sure his, he's got a little podium where he stands up even higher. <laughs> oh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> Has to have his meeting chair just a little bit higher than all the others. And he looks, he kind of glares at Trixie as she's talking and you know, Loki has to pat her under the table. <laughs> Children, we have summoned you here to act as protection while we meet and discuss what measures we must take in Midgard to ensure the end of all is abated or at least delayed. Please make due of the accommodations and hospitality we have arranged for you, but please ensure while these doors are closed and he points off to the security door. We are not interrupted <laughs> for any reason. And he kind of hear a whimper whimper, you know, from one of the dogs. And, and please take Gary and Frankie out for a walk until our next break for supper. We're the dog walkers. Hey, if Odin wants us to walk the dogs, we walk the dogs. If they want us to keep watch of the meeting, we'll keep watch of the meeting. uh, Don't let anybody in. Pretty pretty much he gestures towards the door, and the dogs are already walking towards the door. Which you have a feeling they're not just normal dogs. Yeah, I kind of had that feeling. I think I'll stay, uh, watch you guard the door. Somebody can walk the dog. This from the woman who has animal kin. This from the woman who has animal kin. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and, and outside the meeting area, there is really nice seats and stuff that you guys can sit at. No, no, I'm going to stand right in front of the door. Okay. Right. So who's going to walk the dogs? I'll walk the dogs. So you two are going to go walk, walk the dogs? The dogs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, Ocean City's got some great... long. It's got some great dog walking areas out there. In the Don't forget the little plastic bags, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kane, what do you do? Grab a seat. Okay. Trixie? Yeah, I'll, I'll grab a seat. Actually, no, I'm going to hit the boutique real quick. 
Okay, so you're heading upstairs to the boutique. Um, yes. Not upstairs, it's always in the lobby. Okay. So well, I can get well, The meeting room's downstairs. downstairs. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm standing so, in front you know, of Just the... to find something a little more suitable to me. Okay. So yeah. so you two take the, the dogs out by their handles, which, by the way, they're, they they seem really smart while yeah, you're talking to I... them. They proceed to, you know, when the, they, they go into the elevator, they sit and turn around and wait for you to join them. Yeah. <laughs> they're everything but talking. Yeah. You, you get a feeling that these are not just like, dogs. We're not really walking with walking them. We're walking You're escorting them. them past the doors. <laughs> okay. So uh, pretty much you guys have an uneventful guard duty downstairs. What are you doing at the boutique? I am trying on some fabulous dresses, and I'm going to pick one that's casual. Well, not casual so much as elegant, yet can be up, just up or down, depending with the accessories. And I'm going to wear it out of the store and go back to the... Are you going to pay for it? <laughs> I'm charging okay. it to the room. Oh, okay. Of course. Okay, so... Uh... Frost, Thora, anything special while you're walking the dogs? Oh, and I have them do my hair and makeup on there because, of course, they have full service. Organic, you know, the, the origin. Uh, uh, well, we actually, you know, talk to each other while we're okay. walking with the dogs because <laughs> the dogs pretty much know where they want to go. And, and by the way, Trevor, the dogs are attracting all kinds of cute chicks. They're like, oh, look at that cute puppy. Can we pet the dog? And what are the dogs think? Oh, the dogs are loving it. Yeah, they're like, okay. They're like, give me attention. Lick, lick, like, lick, 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 nuzzle, nuzzle, nuzzle. Tongue like, <laughs> lolling out the side. <laughs> so much so, Trevor, you think you want a dog someday. <laughs> okay. A dog. So you guys bring the dogs back from their nice long walk. Okay, so you finish your day at the boutique. Yes, I look fabulous. She comes downstairs look, rocking a new outfit. The boutique would always be in the lobby. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, you guys go to the meeting room, and basically uh, Stephen, you know, the, the liaison with the hotel comes Scars to... Scars Skarsgård. He, he comes out. Is there, is there anything I can do for you guys to make your, your stay more comfortable? Move me to another hotel. <laughs> that breaks my heart that you say that, sir. Is there... It's not the hotel, it's the family. <laughs> oh, I have, I have family like that. That's why I moved to the States when I was young. I could use the sparkling water. Oh, oh, just just one moment. I'll go get And he literally goes himself to get one for you. you know. I'm liking this. <laughs> and um, pretty much you guys burn the rest of the evening doing that. Yeah, waiting. All of a sudden, you hear. Knock. Oh, only she tells us about the that Cindy oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna regale them with the the uh, local legend and uh, history of the ship and the shipwreck of the Cindy. Okay, and what do you tell them? Uh, well, basically, um, now this ship uh, was beached about December fifteenth, nineteen o one. Okay, right off of the um, Ocean City. And um, basically, there was a horrible storm. Horrible storm, okay? They got beat that blank out for like four days, okay? So when they finally made it to Ocean City, however, the storm didn't let up. And they like got twisted around and dug into the, the sandbag, or the, 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 the sandbox. And uh, the ship was stuck there. Now, 
officials from the port actually rescued them. It took like a day, two days for them to get all the people off the boat. Everyone lived, okay? Um, but they found that, you know, the captain was incompetent, yada, yada, yada. But what's the interesting thing is that, okay, now the ship was coming from China, okay? And it left about the time of the Boxer Rebellion, okay? But what's really interesting is there are a lot of people who believe that the ship, now, it was supposed to, at least the, the uh, um, what is it, the, the manifest. manifest said that, like, it was carrying all this, like, ma- uh, manganese ore that they were using for ballast at the very bottom of the ship, which no one has able to get, been able to get to over the past hundred plus years because it's just been completely submerged and covered in sand and water, okay? And um, nobody's been able to get to it. But now, the ballast was supposed to be manganese ore, but... At the end of the Boxer Rebellion, they actually believed that, well, it's a known fact that there were a number of Buddhist temples that had been pillaged, basically, and many works of art and, and priceless object art were taken, like statues, in particularly like some gold Buddha, some really big gold Buddha thing, um, and jade, and lots of, you know, even porcelain, whatever. Okay? And supposedly, since it's coincided that, some people believe that, hey, manganese is like totally. Totally, I mean, we have tons of it in the U.S., okay, especially at that time, okay? I mean, there was no need to have extra ore imported, okay, especially to the New York area, okay? So they believe that it wasn't rocks in that ballast boxes and stuff. It was actually these missing art objects. And there have been a few unsuccessful attempts to recover, you know, the the, sto- the stores and that shit, but... Uh, it's believed that treasure hunters, you know, uh, firmly believe that there's loot to be had. Lots of gold and priceless object of art. All so you have to do is die for it. India. I guess. Mm-hmm. I now, it actually, and now the ship, you can't even see it anymore. It's totally under the uh, water. I mean, for the longest sand? time, you could still see the, like, the, the prow, bow, whatever. Okay. But now it's like some New York, New Jersey, uh, you know, historical uh, site, whatever. whatever. But so nobody goes there. Right now, yeah. It's protected, I guess. But, but still, could it have treasure? Everyone wonders. Could huh. be. Well, at least that's what the local legend says. As, when was the last time somebody dived it? Um, I think it was like the 70, like 79, something, uh, 61. 60s, 69, something like that. I don't know. Okay. I you know. I'm sure there's a plaque here somewhere, you know. <laughs> okay, so you guys pretty much spend the next, you know, <laughs> hour or two waiting, and all of a sudden, you notice, you know, after your sparkling, you know, water was brought to you, a few hours later, the dinner... Oh, I should have asked for a lime twist. Damn. And, of course, she instantly runs off to go grab you. Oh, one. thank you. Well, uh, as, you know, dinner comes around, all of a sudden, you notice they bring in a lot of carts of food, including a keg... Some bottles of mead, all, all kinds of different wines. They know what you know. They, they basically had a massive spread that would have been great for maybe a hundred people. Wow. Yeah, they know their audience. Not, not even four you know, could eat half of that, anyways. No problem. Oh, uh, and With plenty of beer, plenty of be- beer and mead. Okay, well, as soon as you know they show up, they they hit the little ringer button. Do you guys stop them or? Yeah, they're not to uh, interrupted at all. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Okay, sorry. Leave it here and wait. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, and basically, just they just, you know, right when you say leave it here and wait, they hand you a little thing to sign for. Go ahead. Okay. And uh, a little bit after that, you hear, you know, 
conversations wrap up inside and the door unlocks from the inside and they, they basically said, ah, food is here. And of course, you know, Uller looks back at Thor and maybe we can get some this night. <laughs> okay. So uh, then we're going to be setting the next scene up for this is Supper of the Gods. Supper of the Gods. Okay, so when food food arrives, they basically ask you guys to bring in the food and come in because you know, it's dinner time. You're so, going to be joining in with yeah. them. So they they basically nice, beautiful spread set up. Everybody's got extra drinks. You know, nobody pouring is just a single drink. Everybody's got three or four drinks in front of them, because <coughs> you know you're going to be thirsty. And uh, pretty much the gods are all having small talk with each other. Most of them poking fun at each other. Some of them you notice don't like each other. Like like Uller and Nord, <laughs> they make faces when they look at her, each other. Loki, not that many people try to make eye contact with Loki, but Loki's going out of his way to be in people's vision. He's, he's, he's enjoying going, it. He's, he's like even doing little obnoxious cell phone photo bombs with people. Because <laughs> that's the way he is. Okay? So uh, while everybody's sitting, you know, all of you included, e- eating, getting your fill, uh, Odin, all of a sudden, you know, Thor starts joking and slamming the table with his, with his drinking cup, saying... I think we need stories! Father, regale us with stories of your journeys as the Wanderer. And Odin and basically... Wanderer, I travel around and... <laughs> oh, sorry. And uh, Odin basically goes on to a, a, some of his earlier travels. And basically, the story starts appearing, you know, after a while going on, he goes... After having made Earth from Ymir's flesh, my two brothers and I came across two logs. One that was an ash and the other an elm. I gave them breath and life. Vili gave them brains and feelings. And Vey gave them hearing and sight. And this was when we created the first man named Ask and the first woman named Imla. You know, basically he's giving you the creation story of how they brought mankind. Then, then you know, everybody has a good laugh and talk. There's Dad taking credit for everything again. Knows to put himself first. He created the Then, then Thor, inspired by your fishing story, the fish was that big. Tells the time he caught the biggest fish ever. And then, wouldn't that be more like you caught a worm? Hi, Amir. A worm on a hook. And, and, and then, yes. And I believe that worm was your brother. Hymir and I were in his boat out at sea. Hymir was showing off catching a few whales with one hook when I baited my line with the head of an ox. I casted my line to the horizon and then the monstrous Midgard serpent bit and I pulled and pulled until the serpent was on board. And then I violently slammed him in the head with my hammer. Then the serpent shrieked, but before I could land my catch, that fool partner of mine cut my line and let the serpent loose. He's really a baby then, wasn't he? You were picking on He was huge, I say! Loki, teach your child how what huge means. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at huge. Go! (laughs) And then, of course, you know, Nord's taking his turn and, uh, He's kind of stoked for a moment. He's like, and that's when Scotty was allowed by the Acer to choose a husband from amongst us. Oh, but dad. given the stipulation that she could not see any part of them but their feet, thanks to Loki, and Loki kind of snickers, 
expecting to choose the god Balder. Nord kind of looks around, the Balder's not here, and he puts his flip-flop feet up on the table. I was selected for my beauteousness on my feet. And he puts his big feet, and you probably see sand falling off of him. <laughs> Instead, uh, Scaldi picked myself for my beauty. And he gets kind of kind of puffed up, uh, old school goddish, and wiggled his pretty little toes. Then uh, Uller, sitting over there with Frost, kind of gives him a little squinty sideways glance. And he basically goes on to tell his little story of this time he met a maiden skiing out in the mountains with snow. So beautiful was this maiden, her skin white as snow, as, as fresh laid snow. Her her eyes as blue as a frozen lake. And that was when he first met uh, Scotty while skiing and hunting in the mountains. Oh! <laughs> and you just see Nord kind of glower at him when he says that about basically the first booty call him and Scully had. Dude, your wife is cheating Ooh. on you. Poor dad. And then, uh... Never has had a great luck with women. Oh. <laughs> and then Loki, you know, kind of, kind of... Snickers, and you know, brings up you know, a little comment. And then, uh, yeah, who did Loki go with to get the horse? Loki was <laughs> the horse. <laughs> He's still part of a horse. <laughs> and uh, at, at, at that point, Thor kind of goes. <laughs> and you see all the gods start laughing. And, and literally, Trixie can feel the heat pouring off Loki at this moment. His cheeks flush. He's not pleasant. And then he goes on to tell his little story, looking at Thora and going, And it was not I, but it was the god Hemdar who put forth the suggestion that in place of Freya, Thor should put on the dresses of the bride, complete with jewels, <laughs> women's clothing down to his knees, a bridal headdress, and the necklace. I wonder how they covered the beard. <laughs> Thor rejected the idea, yet I, Loki, interjected that this was the only way to get back Mjolnir. After all, I did point out to Thor that without Mjolnir, the Jotnar would be able to invade and settle in Asgard, so we dressed... Thor's bride. Of course, I went along with Thor as his maid. Sung a few bars of "Dude looks like a lady," <laughs> and, and you just <laughs> Thor's there and glasses shatters, and he grabs the next glass and slides Dude looks it like over. A lady. And then Odin trying to break the tension that's obviously building up here with these men one-upping each other, and then just uh, takes a swig, and. Uh, Odin looks at each of you and says, Now, children, why don't you regale us each with a story of your own, of your own travels? Recent stories or uh, past? All of our stories from the past. Well, oh, I was just saying, okay. we tell them about our battle with the, uh, our, on our trip up, our battle with the, the wolf guard, okay? And then when we got here... We can tell them about our interesting... Well, well, Karen, e- they want a story from each of you guys. Just a quick, oh. a quick little story from each of you guys. Because remember, each of the gods gave a little little quick story. So, oh. who would like to begin? Oh, I pulled my hat down over my eyes. <laughs> it's okay, because your, your dad had no story to tell, as you noticed. Yeah. He stayed completely yeah, he silent. Stayed. <laughs> he was just... He was just 
prison style, had his plate, was guarding his plate, and just... <clears throat> well, there was this one time at band camp. <laughs> There's this one time, this one time at Navy SEAL camp. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Navy SEAL camp, and uh, this master sergeant was giving me a really, really hard time. So, uh, um, I'm not sure I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I took it. I took it. You know, I was. It was what we were supposed to do and everything. But then uh, after I completed my Navy SEAL camp, I kind of went back and uh, asked him out for a drink, and uh, we went a few rounds back in the parking lot. And I proceeded to wipe his ass and uh, create a new. Uh, yeah, wipe his ass with the ground. Yeah, okay. And uh, and pretty much at that, at that point, Thor elbows Thor and goes. Going a few rounds. Is that current speak for the had sex in the parking lot? Why did you wipe? I was like, I was starting to wipe myself. <laughs> No, 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 no. And by the time we got through, um, he was in intensive care for about three weeks. So um, that's the last person that ever called me Hildy. Well, I'm going to tell him about our trip up. Okay. Where we stopped at this, um, I don't know, country spot. The swan, you know, swampy swamp spot. Marina, that, uh, marina. Swampy marina. Okay. And it was a little odd, right? So they were like, we to to gas up, and uh, so Bryn walks in there, is gonna you know go pay for the gas and stuff like that. But being Bryn, <laughs> she's kind of uh, she's not subtle, right? Yeah. She busts the door open. Next thing you know, we see uh, what turned out to be a wolf guard putting on the clothes of the dead man, who is the harbor master, I guess you could call it or whatever. Uh, and a few other of the world cards. So naturally, of course, I immediately engaged in battle. I pulled my axes and swung them forth. He dodged, but that's okay. Next thing you know, Bryn comes in. She's uh, doing, you know, she, she brings out her spear. Eventually, Frost is there. He's, you know, got his gun, and he's at the end of the dock. Okay, trouble goes off. He hears it. He shoots the wolf guard that's uh, about to set fire to the yacht. It's blowing it up with the fuel. Accidentally scratching the yacht. Whatever. <laughs> no, um, actually putting bullet holes in the Meanwhile, yacht. I'm surrounded by the wolf guard, except for the one that's maybe paying attention to her because I ran right into the thick of it. Dad, you would have been so proud. <laughs> yeah, whipping so, out those axes. Between, yes, between my axes... Which they just uh, cleaved a couple in two. Uh, and her spear, she not only speared them through like a shish kebab, she then turned it back into a knife and gutted the fellow. Mm. We went along our merry way to ma- and made it to Ocean City. Where we met her and Ken. So, what story do you tell, Frost? <clears throat> So, we're in Ocean City, we're just walking down, we're just walking down a street, all of a sudden, the, this 
like half oh, giant, giant. And this giant who just sees us throws a barbell at us. A massive, gigantic, giant-sized barbell. We catch it. Then no, Kane caught it. No, 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 no. I helped. Oh. They all worked. She, and, he and I caught and it. He short story. It. He lied. He lost a foot. <laughs> no, I don't think he lost the whole foot. Did he? Yeah, it was it's dangling. Oh, yeah, it was lame. dangling. And we killed his young blood minions. And of course, at that point. Uh, a couple of them laugh and go, ah, that giant didn't have a foot to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of gesture towards Kane to tell a story. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, crickets. Earlier today, we were fishing for a shark. Not your Get usual sharks. A large shark. A great, terrible beast. We chummed the waters. We threw the line. It ate the line. <laughs> he really threw himself into his work. <laughs> it tried to eat the boat. It yeah. almost, it, it, it did get a few Left bites with, out of it, actually. Yeah. Left with little option for bait. I figured, why not use me? And threw, my, threw myself at the shark repeatedly until it was driven to ground. And, well, barbecued from the inside out. <laughs> and then Thor kind of looks and goes, That's a fish fry I'd like to eat it. <laughs> it's probably still going. <laughs> I got one barrel of gasoline can do a lot. Yeah. Okay, and then, then they all start kind of like looking at Trixie. Well, let's see. Narrow it down to just one story. Okay, well, let's just say a few years back, I threw the biggest party that Ocean City pretty much has ever seen on the boardwalk. And to get the money to do that... Let's just say I have the only known picture of Harry Winston and family. He paid an awful lot to give money to get that picture back. And I used it for a nice big shindig. Okay. And of course your dad kind of gives you the look. But yeah. Okay, so pretty much you guys have a good dinner. Lots and lots of, you know, jogging, BSing, and, and small talk. And so finally when things start pewtering down, you know, the few booze has been running, you all are getting ready to go sleep yourselves. Uh, each of your parents kind of peels you off from, you know, the, the, rather, the, the regular get-together and wants to talk to you guys privately. So, uh, first we're going to start with Nord talking to his daughter, uh, Bryn. So, Bryn, my darling... Yeah. I need you to do me a favor. Okay. I want to get laid at the best beach party this 4th of July weekend is ever going to see. Ew. Ew. I want you to throw me the best beach party ever. Okay, the money to do You it. know what? I maybe will try even to get Jimmy Buffett to <gasps> and, and, and he gives you this, this list of things that he's going to want you to provide. 
So uh, for food, he wants at least a whole pig roasted at the party. Luau, okay. Uh, for drinks, he's going to need lots of mead and lots of wine. People, invite as many people as you can get, especially beautiful women. Okay. And she, she, she gives you a really awkward, he wants you to set up a uh, altar at the party. And he basically gives you a little breakdown of what he's wanting. Is this nice little little centerpiece, basically, on the table made of uh, local sand from the, the four compass points of the, some like seashells. Local sand. Mm-hmm. Local sand, like from the north, south, east, west part of the beach. Uh, some seashells of different sea creatures and some seaweed for the centerpiece. Seaweed and seashells. Uh huh. And uh, let him know once you've got it all set up before the party starts so he can, you know, make sure it's, it's, it's right before the party starts. Lots you might be getting people. a little brother or sister! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then uh, Uller kind of pulls Frost aside. He's, right down, baby. he's been drinking and, you know, doing his thing, but he, your, your dad's, for a guy who loves games competition, looks kind of nervous. He's like... Frost, my son, I have a confession to make. I have never water skied in my life. Well, you ski on snow. But this is water. It's different. It's slushing yeah. can't be counted on. I've got a ski competition, thanks to Loki, that I have to go to. <laughs> and Nord is just waiting for me to fall wet in my face. So, do you want me to beat up Nord? No. I don't think you can. But I need you to be my wingman. I need you to drive the boat for me during the ski competition. Do you think you can do this for me? I don't know how to drive a boat. I don't know how to water ski. We're even. You know somebody who can teach you. She can even assign her guy to teach you. I've got two days before the skiing competition. you got to help me out with this. You learn water skiing. I'll learn how to drive a boat. Yes. So say yes. Yes. Okay. And then you, you, he's like, I love you, man. <laughs> we need to go hunting sometime together. Yes. Okay, then you guys go off and you have your small talk. And then... And then Thora pulls Thor... I mean, Thor, Thor pulls Thora close and goes... I've been so enjoying the fishing stories that you've been talking about. You have to do me a favor. What? From what I've heard on the television, Jersey Shore has some great shark tours that you can go fishing for sharks. Okay. I want you to get your friends together and take us out fishing. I heard you guys had a great time last time you went out fishing. <laughs> Aren't sharks endangered species? They are when we are. <laughs> they are all. Yeah, sure, no problem. Okay. I'm going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> and he basically tells you, great, I'll meet you at the docks at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Okay. And it's like midnight, by the way. So, but this means all, you're all coming. Y'all are coming because you said my friends. Well, that means you. Y'all like are going to be there. I Even you, Trixie. I your party, man. You can do that online on the boat. You can all do this. You're all going to do this. So, Who's going to pay for the boat? So, am I going to... She is. <laughs> <laughs> no, your dad 
can rent the boat. And uh, uh, quietly when the party's going on, your dad kind of pulls you aside when you're getting a refill of one of your drinks. And uh, he basically reaches into his leather jacket, pulls out a CD. And uh, just nonchalantly looking at you, says, you need to bring justice to the beach and hands you the CD. And you can see it, it's apparently a homemade CD. Alright. So when you get a chance, you're going to have to pop it into a DVD player and see what's on it. Okay, so basically party keeps going on until about 1 o'clock in the morning. And then... Uh, Dad, if we're going fishing, i got to get some shut eye. One more drink! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pretty much uh, a little bit later, the gods all break off and go to their hotel rooms and stuff. So what do you guys do? Go to my room. I'm Hello. getting some shut eye. If we're going fishing and I need to plan fishing. a party, I so definitely I don't need have. She can help you plan the party. And she has all the connections. And you need. And you as need you're just you about to, to put. Right, right. As right, Trixie right. is just about to put her key in the door to the hotel room, you hear <clears throat> behind you. That's right. So mission. <laughs> Hi, Dad. And just then. Loki kind of reaches behind his back and pulls his shirt up and pulls out a manila envelope. Oh dear. Kind of pokes the manila envelope open and pulls out a picture. And he hands you this picture. And it's a picture of a ring box. It's a really intricate wooden ring box. It looks like the type that you'd have for an engagement ring. It's, it's like hand, a puzzle box? No, it's handcrafted ring box. It's just the type okay. you'd open up with a ring inside it. But it's really large. Yeah. Well, it's got runes carved into the wood on the outside, and he's basically showing you this picture of a ring that's inside there. It's a, it's a really intricate ring that's got, uh, it looks like a serpent swallowing its tail almost, but with two red rubies Ring of the, the Nibelung? Ring of the Nibelung. I was that... about to say that. <laughs> Rheingold? Is this Rheingold? That's Rheingold. <laughs> And, and he kind of snickers that you recognize it, and he's telling you that uh, pulls out another picture, and it's the hotel Ocean Seven down the down the, the boardwalk. Oh, where our favorite Nick Mancosi is at. And he's still tells, in love with you, I think. By the way. He, oh yeah, it's it's still <laughs> it's in only effect. It's only been day another one day. Yeah. Still in effect. How many days? And uh, he basically is telling you that I need yeah. you to do me a favor. Three or four. Steal this. <laughs> Don't wear it. And hold on to it for me. Mm. He came to the right girl. <laughs> it's going to be at the hotel probably until tomorrow afternoon. After that, someone's coming to pick it up. Can't wear that ring. Who's going to pick it up? That is. <laughs> he doesn't know for sure who's going to pick it up. He just knows that someone's going to pick it up. What happens if I wear it? Someone you know and care for will die. Oh, oh. Seriously? Gee. Don't wear the ring. Right, all right. I'm assuming you care for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fine, fine. And he hands you the manila envelope that's got some more information inside it. Great. Okay, so steal the ring, don't wear it. Uh, who's going to be picking it up? I want to know specifically. Loki's unaware of who the, who the interested people are that are going to be picking well, it up. Well, how are we going to know it's them? How do I know it's not somebody else who's going to show up for the ring? Hopefully, you'll be stealing it before they even show up. Oh, I'm supposed to steal it before they show up. The details are up to you. I don't want... Because you're giving a lo- ring to Loki. Okay. 
You don't have to know as little as possible because it gives more plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah, plausible deniability. Okay, That's steal right. a ring. Okay, Ocean Seven. Okay. Okay. I know the hotel. And uh, all I have that, to say is try to hurt as few people as possible getting in and out. And just don't get caught. Okay. It doesn't break my heart if you lose the ring, but just make sure it doesn't go they to the, get the interested parties that are looking for it. Don't get it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And pretty much he heads off to his room. Okay. Okay, so Kane uh, goes to his room and he puts the DVD that his father gave him in the, in the TV. All of a sudden you get a few different angles of a security shot. And it looks like a very preppish looking person in a polo shirt. Looks like a really nice watch. Walk up to a very almost nerdyish looking person. Pushes him away from a girl. Hits him in the face and then walks away. And he grabs the girl by the hand and drags her away with him. Rude. Then all of a sudden the footage changes to it looks like a different location. And the guy does the same thing to this guy again. So this preppy gentleman with the polo shirt who looks well-to-do is basically sees this guy and pops him in the face every time he sees him somewhere. And it shows about four different places this happening. Oh, man. What a douchebag. He's got to be... Oh. I think we all want to punch him now. And it's one of those, the, the guy's really distinct looking. He's got, you know, nice, he's got that fattish, droopy hairdo. He, he looks almost like the younger brother from Heroes. Peter. Peter. Okay. All right, and that's a good place to wrap it up. Cumbran here from Neverwinter. If you don't know who I am, then you are not listening to the D&D Journey of the 5th Edition podcast. Get your keister over there and listen to me, being saved by brave adventurers, powerful wizard, a sweet lass who's a noble, a folk hero of the people, a rogue who knows no limits, and a dwarf, a dwarf who's a cousin and a very good friend. Join us on the TNT journey of the 5th edition. You might find some Dungeons and Dragons. Because I know there's dragons about. You have been listening to Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion RPG real play podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>